Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Everybody, it is the unofficial 40 here at Soonerscoop.com podcast. And uh, we are here after the Sooners. Uh, it's a Saturday night. We're doing the pod late. Uh, it's about 1 a.m. The Sooners uh, finish off uh, Army, and I say finish off in overtime, 28-21. Uh, joined by Eddie and Bob, who are both at the game with me as well. And uh, guys, it was interesting to say this. It reminded me probably... Last time I was at a game that I think was that odd was definitely the 2005 Baylor game that went into overtime when Rhett Bomar was the quarterback. I think they won that one like 37-30, maybe double or triple overtime. I can't remember. But what you take away from tonight is that the defense was on the field forever, and the offense only ran 40 plays. Army just picked up another third and one. Unbelievable. Holy crap. Well, they were four of four on fourth down until the final play of the game, and that's the 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 Sooners finally clamped down. It was fourth and twelve. Parnell Motley gets an interception. My God, what just a! It was it was nice from a work perspective because it was a very fast game. I, we were cruising. It was cruising it was a three in the first game. half. It was like it, I thought that they were going to play the first half in an hour. If Austin if Austin Seibert had kicked that field goal eight fifty eight. If no that was overtime, when it ended. so less than three it would have hours. been less than three hours. Eight fifty-eight is when that game would have ended. Well, the good news is nobody saw it because it was on pay-per-view. But <laughs> boy, the the bitching from the national media. Oh, the uproar! The up, uproar! Yet, oh yeah, during the fourth quarter. I saw oh man! Uh, oh, Big Cat said crazy. something. I, I yeah. mean, I saw Stuart Mandel saying something. There's hey, a whole Stuart bunch. Mandel, don't be poor. Order the game. <laughs> Well, he can afford it. Yeah. Where where do you start? I mean, it was defensively, it was. I mean, it was awful. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was awful. I I don't know where you begin. I at there were points where I was just like, how do you stop this? Like I honestly like, how do you? Is stop there something this? you can do, Mike and, Stoops or but, Bob Diaco? What I I don't know. I was just at a loss for words at times because it was. A situation that even when they would get them behind the chains in first or second down, they'd pick up six or seven yards on third down, and then 4. all of a sudden it's fourth and two today. Which the, if you if you 
If you average 4.3 yards a rush and you rush 78 times... You're going to get a lot. You're going to have a day like today <laughs> where you have 45 minutes of, of possession and the other team has 15. I mean, they average 40, but you thought, oh, there's no way they can keep that up. 45, that was... It was something to see. It got to the, you know, the point in the fourth quarter when they take over 12 minutes... All of us in the press box realistically thinking they're going to run out the rest of the game and kick a game-winning field goal. Here's Mike Stoops after it was over. It's hard. It's frustrating. But, um, you know, I'm proud of the guys. They got the stops when we needed them. I mean, we needed them down the stretch, and and we got them again. So, you know, everybody's going to, you know, have their own opinions. I I don't know. We got to continue to progress. It's hard to tell in this game. But, again, we won again, and, uh, you know, we're moving on. And you could be a lot of other places didn't play nearly that good and lost. Is that not right? I mean, so you can look at it however you want. I'm not not going there. you guys will go there. We got to play better. We will play better. I love this team. These guys are, we're, we're courageous too. So, again, I, I couldn't be more proud of these guys to fight through this. Uh, so, I, what you take from this, it, it we'll learn uh, in preparation down the road. You know, what this game will, will help you in two years. I don't know what the schedule is. You got to look at it. And, um, you know, learn from it. But, uh, uh, just, you know, happy that we were able to, to pull it off here at the end and come up with the stops when we needed them. Is that a kind of a middle finger? Yes, that's about as defensive as you can poss- possibly get. All right, I'll say it. Go ahead. Say it. That, that I mean, that's that's just <laughs> bullshit. It, it's bullshit. Well, he's saying that he they, understands They got the ball, gonna... ran down their f***ing throat tonight. Yeah. And I, on, I've got to hit the marks. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. Was was the defensive line? Because it's hard to tell down there, and especially with Look, the, I the paid, offense. I paid forty dollars just to have this game on DVR so I could watch it again. Were they getting drove so, off the ball? No. I, was it was it alignment? They didn't they set the not, edge. They, they didn't set yeah, the edge. They didn't set the where's, edge. Where's, where's I, the dam? I talked about that. Ryan Jones had a terrible, terrible night, night for Ryan Jones. The, 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 you'll notice the big play, Eddie. And it might have been, it's hard for you because you're down on the field and you can't really see the spacing like you can up in the press box. But the biggest play tonight for them was the quarterback keeper option. Yeah. Yes. Because yes, they would set the edge and they would basically have a two on one out there because Ryan Jones had gotten creased on the inside. It was, I mean, I don't know. Luckily, you're not going to see that offense again. It was, it was a weird entire week just as far as preparing for something like that. But, the fans out there are going to say seven plays to forty. I mean, I can't. It's it's. I watched it, and it's hard to comprehend that Oklahoma ran forty freaking plays tonight. The forty plays, including overtime, were the third fewest plays in recorded history uh, since nineteen thirty seven, when the NCAA began keeping stats. And the fewest for a team or OU? for OU, okay. and the fewest by an OU team since nineteen sixty. In 1941, uh, Oklahoma ran 34 plays in a win over Santa Clara. In 1960, uh, OU ran 38 plays in a loss to Colorado. Here's Kyler Murray. When they're just, you know, when they were, they were, they did a good job on offense. I mean, I don't know how you prepare for, you know, something like that uh, as far as, you know, it's almost like it's not really football. You know, they're just uh, that fullback dive, option right, option left. I mean, it's tough. But, uh, you know, when you're sitting there and they're driving the whole, whole, you know, length of the field and, you know, they've taken off 10 minutes and you're just sitting there over there uh, waiting to get the ball back, it's definitely tough. See, Kyler Murray is that guy 
that Barry Switzer would have recruited. He would have been the top option quarterback in the country when he was in high school, and now he sees this offense as just a dinosaur. Like he said, it's not even football. That's, like that is well, not he doesn't not even recognize football. that. Almost beat your team tonight, bud. Did you see what Switzer tweeted tonight? Oh, I bet I he, didn't. I bet he was rubbing it out the entire game to that. <laughs> no, option. no, I guess was, I did. He, he loved it. Yeah, he loved it. He said this would be the closest game OU Again, plays because they're going to run. It was the table. A football boner. I'm just never comfortable with the football boner. It was perfection offensively for Army and what they did. They, it was. That was the game plan. That was if you would have told Jeff Munkin that's what they were going to do. I figured he probably would have taken it and they would have won the game. And you never, you never thought, oh, you would have allowed that to happen. That's the problem. But see, that's the thing. Like that's what Switzer did. Like he ran that offense with great athletes to where they. What was it? Spencer Davis put out that tweet about seventy-eight run plays, yeah. nothing more than fifteen yeah. yards. Like Barry Switzer, his fullbacks would were so good that they Rodney Anderson. I mean, Lydell Carr. They would break that play for eighty yards. I mean, Arkansas did the same thing with with Barry Foster. I mean, th- those option teams they did that with athletes. And when they got around that edge, and it was two on one like that, Jamel Holloway was not being stopped. Charles Thompson was not being stopped. Darian Hagen was not. Tommy Frazier. Go on and on and on. Like that is ghosts of football's past, and they're ghosts because. Like Kyler Murray said, it didn't even seem like football to him. He doesn't recognize that as football. That was never any kind of football that he played growing up because he he played high-class football in Texas. You don't see triple option in 6A in, in Texas. I just, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words how, how poor that defense was tonight. And it, they didn't miss tackles. They I thought... I'm waiting for Pro Football Focus to come out. It has not come out yet. I'm really curious to see. Because other than the one play where the entire defense seemed to converge on the quarterback and hit him at the same time, and not one person put their arms out to wrap up, and the guy just, he just let everyone bounce off of everybody, and he just stood there, and then he just ran for a first down. I don't know. I mean, I, I know the fans out there, they want they want us to sit here and say Mike Stoop should be fired, and they should burn him at the stake, which, okay, I mean, the they could have pitched a shutout, and there would be people that would find reasons to bitch and moan about how they played but i just i can understand why a fan would be frustrated and yeah they they almost gave up 400 yards on the ground to army yeah they almost got beat at home by army they should have got beaten at home by army i mean they almost getting beat at home is bad that's the bad i mean not getting off the field giving up 45 minutes of possession that's the problem with the defense and what's weird, the defense's like, fault, because they didn't miss a lot, of ta- a lot of tackles. What they did is they got dragged two or three yards with almost every single stop. That's what you look at Kenneth Murray, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about this with the 28 tackles. But how many of them were hard hitting, where they stopped the guy in his tracks, and how many were when he was kind of being dragged on for a couple more yards? This is a difficult thing to do. Uh, Player the game this, <laughs> on this post game podcast. Uh, but we have uh, things to get you to. Know what, you know what's psychotic? We have a schedule. You know what's psychotic? Curtis Bolton and Kenneth Murray combined for 51 tackles tonight. I didn't think they played all that well. Exactly. Yes. Like, exactly. Kenneth Murray set the school record for tackles with yeah. 28. I didn't it's think he like played Brian that well. Brian Bosworth playing against Miami in 1985 where he's just all over the field and an animal. No, he just happened to be there because they were getting that three, four yards. Everything of, was being funneled to him. 51 tackles, one point. 
five tackle Stop for loss. Stop on potential player of the game. Well, the, the, that, that was going right. to be your candidate? We got to do this. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. Uh, so, I take it by the tone from you two that uh, Kenneth Murray is not eligible even after... Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth Murray is the player of the game. He set a school record. You set a school record 20, on this podcast. He, he, he crushed a school record. You're, you're the player of the game. No. <laughs> I'm going Kenneth Mann. Kenneth Mann... Kenneth Mann. He did, he had a he had an interception because the ball fell into his lap, and he had the cor- the quarterback hurry on the fourth fourth down play. He had the two biggest defensive plays of the entire game. You set a school record. You get <laughs> player of the game. I don't care. I mean, he that was maybe one of the better linebacker performances that OU has ever had. Is that crazy? And I still don't think he played that well. Then it's not. So I'm like, I'm he saying it out of two he, sides of my he, mouth. Yeah, he didn't. Exactly. Do we even really recognize what it's like for a guy to play that type of football, though, anymore on defense? I mean... To have I, 28 tackles in a game? It, insane. For a guy that didn't have any tackles the but first I mean, week yeah, of the Yeah, I mean, everybody is losing their mind over this. I don't think people grasp what they saw tonight. I really don't. I, well, I think they were just so frustrated. It's like, it's like I told you before we started. Okay, it's first There's, and ten. It's second and six. It's third and three. It's first and ten. I mean, it's like it just kept going and going and going until you lost your mind. You're you're a you're a fan or a friend of the coaches if you even throw out the idea that maybe Army just played really really well tonight. They they did what they did. Like you, they did what Army did, and OU didn't. And do they couldn't anything. stop it. They couldn't stop well, it. OU didn't do anything to uh, impose their will, right. on defense. And that was the thing. And that's that's accurate. That to was me. the thing. And in a couple of text groups I'm in in the first half, I was I was telling all these guys that they're idiots because they wanted OU to be more aggressive defensively. Was it just a matter of you can't blitz your way into a triple I, option? Not being, but they didn't blitz in the second half, and they somehow found out ways to get stops. You have to get these guys behind the sticks on first down. I, I just, I don't know. It, it, it got to the point though where it was one of those things that if the option is this good, why don't more teams run it? Like, how do why do why do teams stop it? And because they, Bob, you said that Duke came up with what three turnovers in the first half and got a lead, and then all of a sudden, right. I'll tell Army's, you why more people don't run it. It's an easy answer. It's because Kyler Murray is the guy that you want to run it, but he's not going to come to your school to run the triple option anymore. Quarterbacks that can run it that are superior athletes are also really good throwers now because right. they work on that shit. Right. So the Jamel Holloways, the Darian Hagans, the Tommy Frazers, they don't exist as recruits anymore. And even if they do, they're defensive backs or slot receivers. They're somebody else. There aren't quarterbacks like there used to be in the 80s anymore. I mean, Army plays a shit schedule, so they're probably going to, I would think. Where does Georgia Tech get their quarterbacks? They move them from other positions. Yeah. I just or they get some guy that's a dual threat athlete that's a two star. You're not doing that at a place like Oklahoma. I just didn't You're not walk doing out that at Texas. I didn't walk out of there though tonight thinking that Army's a good football team. Right. Is that is that they're, they're that's a scrappy team that just you know <laughs> they're came a white, in and they're a played white their receiver. Off. They're a white receiver. 
Dude, their quarterback was black, though. I can't you confirm that. Me. I can't confirm you that. You doubted me. <laughs> I can't confirm. Okay, so you... He's a brother. You got Murray. I got Man. Carry. Tiebreaker. God. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard for me. Just go Murray. I'm just trying you, to think of somebody else. You know you want to. Carson you know Meyer. Oh, nice. He did get in the end zone. You know what's you know what's really screwed up is the fact that I'm gonna no 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 I'm gonna say Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon is my player of the game. He finally led the team in rushing. How did he not get in the end zone? Third and goal to one, fourth and People goal to one. For him. Well, that's and that's something that if you want to really take something out of this game, I think OU has offensive line problems right now. Mm, I can't agree with that. They had 40 plays. I just can't look at the way that they I'm played tonight grade, and say that everything was good. I'm not going to grade this that offense. That was a bullshit performance. I'm not grading this offense. They were a 30-point favorite today. Based off 40 plays. I'm not. It's over. The game is over. Throw away the tape about the offense. I mean, that's fair. Then let's talk about the defense more and Fine. the Kenneth bullshit Murray that they threw out. Goddamn Kenneth Murray, game, right? congratulations. Make you happy? <laughs> He's our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. You can say it in a happier tone. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm i definitely not sitting here saying that, you know, they need to fire anybody or that everything is gravy either. But at the same time, I don't think it's just one of those nights. Like, I, I think that there were things tonight that should make you concerned moving forward with the defense. I mean, they have to get better. They I don't have think to, anybody... They, uh, Mike Stoops said they have to get better. But this is the same shit that we've sat here and said for the last four or five years. I mean... They gave up 82 yards rushing to David Montgomery. They gave they they gave up all those rushing yards tonight, but they didn't give a, a play over 15 yards. Then every team... This is not, then, this then is every not team Sony out there, Michelle against Georgia. It's not no. great, but it's not Sony Michelle against Georgia. Then every team out there should run the option against OU. They should scrap their offense and run the option if it was that successful. Well, it it felt like uh, 2014 versus Baylor with the short passing game. With this was the the running version yeah. of it. You didn't give up the big big plays, but you didn't do anything at all to stop every little play. I just don't know where you. I mean, Bob, can you ever remember a time that you sat at an OU game and they gave up? Let me find it real quick. You give up two 16-yard drives and a 19-yard drive or an 18-yard drive. Play. Play. Or th- yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. <laughs> two 16-play drives and a 19-play drive to score. I mean, nine minutes and 31 seconds, eight, fi- eight minutes and 54 seconds, 10 minutes and 47 seconds to tie it up in the third quarter. It was, it was comical. It really it was I just, at a point where they touched the ball. You're like... When will OU see it again? Will the quarter be over the next time the Sooners take the field? It, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here, just as far as a defense as a whole, uh, because you you walked out of Ames, and what was the first thing that Lincoln Riley said? He thought that the defense played the defensive line defensive played really line well. I I just I I didn't I didn't feel like they played that well tonight. I mean I and it, it it's hard when you're getting cut the entire game, but at the same time. There were plays where Amani Bledsoe would get a little bit of pressure, and they would they would get him behind the sticks. Uh, you know, I I'm turning into this person that I just I don't think that Khalil Hofton should be playing. Uh, it and I don't know what that says about Robert Barnes because if he can't get on the field ahead of Hofton, I mean, what are what are they going to do? I and and 
you're going to see this time and time again here through the, the conference play and the fact that, I mean, teams are going to take advantage of OU, I, I feel like, in, in some places. And, you know, Parnell Motley comes up with the interception at the end of the game, but this has been a growing problem over the last, you know, really since Mike got back and even maybe further back with Venables. They... Oh, you cannot force turnovers. They can't first force any tur- turnovers. And what what I'm wondering about is we've we asked Lincoln, we we asked Mike, and they weren't worried about their guys being worn down. But then we saw Amani Bledsoe, Neville Gallimore, Curtis Bolton, Kenneth Mann walk into the media room looking like they could barely walk, limping, banged up. Do these guys have any lingering effects heading into this? Because they didn't sub as much as I thought they would. I thought they would try to keep guys more fresh, and maybe it's because if your top dog can't stop them, you don't trust that your backups can do that too. But those guys played. I mean, the plays wasn't the, the big deal, and we've, we've talked about that. It was the physicality of every single play. It wasn't like playing against... A Texas Tech. I don't know. They got they got hit in the mouth I, repeatedly. I don't tonight. know how Curtis Bolton and Kenneth Murray are going to be able to walk tomorrow, or if they're even going to practice this upcoming week. We heard a, a lot about Kenneth Murray didn't practice the majority of last season. A game like this that explains why that might be the case here for this week. That's coming up. I went and got our pizza. Pizza's here. By the way, the pizza's from Pickleman's. <laughs> Which we have, which I think people like, you know, people that don't live in Norman, like that's some joke still. Like oh, Pickleman's, like Pickleman's is still standing. It's like fine. It's like Joe Mixon didn't tear it down. And then people burned it down or tried to. Maybe idiots. I just I don't know, Carrie. It, it watching that tonight was. I thought it was pathetic at times. To be honest, to be completely honest, it wasn't good. It's it's is not. I understand if you're unhappy. I don't. That doesn't mean that I'm going to deal with. Have you ever been to an OU petulance. game where teams go on six two sixteen play drives and a nineteen play drive? Like there were points where when OU got sti- get stuffed in the Bob's fourth quarter. Yeah. When OU gets stuffed in the fourth quarter, if you would have put a gun to my head or asked me to bet one side or the other, is Army? I would have taken Army. <laughs> Look, I I think for all the stuff that happened in the first half to happen. Like, I think you could live with it if you came out of halftime and then you saw fixes, which you came out of halftime, it looked like they had it fixed, and then I think they went on the 19-play drive, didn't they, after that? That was like the 10-minute drive? Well, yeah. Because they got a stop at the end of the first half, and then they got a stop to begin the second half, but then Kyler threw the pick, yeah. and then everything kind of turned. The the pick was bad. I, I couldn't tell. Did somebody cut off the route, or did he just throw it out there? He just and, threw it up for grabs, yeah. and it was underthrown. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen there if, if OU goes down and scores, and all of a sudden it's a it's a Well, that's what Kyler game. said. He said right. he was trying to distance them. Yeah. Because, look, you go back to that Duke That kind of tells me, though, that they don't have any, any confidence in their defense. No, what it tells you, here's what it is. You go back to that Duke game. Uh, they got two early turnovers, and it forced Army to become a different team. Oh, they're they're a different team when they have to right. chase. There's yeah. no doubt about that. So it was they were hoping to get it up. They were hoping to get it up by two scores, and then you make them do things beside. No, get them off schedule. You make right. them throw on first down. Yeah. When it's if you get a, a first and eight, 
they're more likely to throw on second down and then be incomplete and then on third and eight. But what they were able to do is just stay on schedule. I mean, just first and ten, second and six, third and two. It never first be- down. It never became a two score game. It was always yeah. you know seven nothing, fourteen seven, twenty one four. They never got the separation. It was seventeen nothing Duke, and that's why that game looked the way it looked. So officially, our player of the game is Kenneth Murray. Our Eskridge Lexus player of the game is Kenneth Murray. Sorry, Bob. Is that is, are, are we on a consensus? I, I, yeah, I, I, that's fine with me. That's fine. Uh, we want to tell you guys because uh, Ed Eskridge hooked us up. We went to see Marcus Hicks this week. How nice was that car? Uh, with the brand new twenty nineteen ES. I think it was the, called the Ultra Luxury Package. We made Eddie sit in the back seat, it which was, I thought it would be like, no oh, you made me sit in the back seat, but you said the back seat was like the most luxurious the, event of your life. The uh, <laughs> the um, armrest. Armrest. Most comfortable armrest I've ever Did put my like elbow on. Did it have a TV on. in it or something? No, but it was <laughs> to watch the... the Did you uh, have your own USB ports in the back? Yeah. Oh, shit. Two USB ports, and it was, it was perfect. I just sat back now. there and was watching the... Uh, Cleveland game as as Baker Mayfield who made an appearance in Normandy today uh, led the Won his first game. unbelievable comeback that was I, I I'm sure that we'll talk I'll about it honest. on the unofficial forty this I'll week. be honest while you guys were working your asses off down there in the end zone uh, doing video and audio I was kind of just chilling talking to Kelvin Hicks watching Baker Mayfield on the Yahoo Sports app but then like this is like Eddie and I this is our thing when we go on road trips like. We kind of figured out, okay, we're not we're not gonna like the same music. We don't, you know, we can find some common ground. Like we listened to some Maroon Five uh, on the way. I think all of us enjoy some Maroon Five. But like, what we do is we watch sporting events if they're on. So we like took my phone. The MLB playoffs, like the Cubs. Yeah, when we went to go see that rat bastard, good win today in Nashville. Indeed. Uh, but no, we sat in the car and we plugged in the Bluetooth and we listened to the Cleveland game. You guys got to watch it. I kind of had to, like, I I had to keep my eyes on the road. But that car almost drives itself, so the, I don't want to. Lights st- are ridiculous. Those lights are well, incredible. It's the most ridiculous car. Like, okay, so here's what I loved about that car. Uh, and by the way, uh, EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, Ed Eskridge, uh, he is a big fan of the podcast. Uh, I know he he does some other sports stuff around, uh, and he's also a subscriber to the site, uh, but. They've got a few 2018 models remaining if you want to go in there. My suggestion is go get this damn ES from 2019. Uh, he's got a special sale price for all Sooner Scoop listeners and subscribers on not only 2018s, but 2019s uh, through the football season. So if any of you ever thought about buying a new Lexus uh, for you or your spouse, it's a great time now. Eskridge will make this the, this the easiest car buying experience of your life, and you can trust you'll get an awesome deal uh, with the Sooner Scoop special. Just go in and say, hey, Ed told me I could have the Sooner Scoop special. Uh, that means that you don't pay any dock fees, any other BS uh, that they tack on to the end of the deal, and you'll get a good deal on the car. And this thing... This I, ES, I, I was I, able to freeze myself, which I my love. Oh, God. You... I loved it. low for three hours. <laughs> for six hours. And then I showed him the... Uh, he didn't know this. Eddie knows this because he's been in my IS before. Uh, he didn't know that it had the seat air and so I did. I did that at full blast. And then that was... You get a little like, cool air a, going up your ass. It's not a bad ride. Iglo, he's a little ig- igloo it over there incredible. in the corner. I get so... My motion sickness I, I is terrible. I at like 72. You did. I was like, I'm at as low as possible. So, but that car... I like the, it when my tits get hard in a car. Okay. 
This is why Ed didn't, you know, this is why we had a talk before they sponsored the podcast. Um, so, yeah. That, I'm just it was, talking about being cold. <laughs> so, it was fantastic drive. It was, it was 44 miles a gallon. We didn't have to fill up the tank at all. It was, I did it just because I felt bad because he gave us a nice car. And somebody's, anyway. Um, and Eddie was in it the whole time, so... It's not me. Corey it's not like Davidson I smoked in the car. Corey so Davidson <laughs> said that he Wait, can tell what? you smell like beer just by <laughs> looking at your shoulder when we were in Ames. So that's the Cobra for you. <laughs> um, you have a reputation. All right. Uh, so moving on. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Not only do we have, I think the play of the game is easier for us to determine. Am I wrong? Sure. No, I think you're right. I think I think I know which direction we're all going to go. Maybe. Can right. What? This is well, where a man shows say, up. I thought you were in radio. Why are you ruining segments, Bob? <laughs> You're supposed to be in radio now. The game is over. The stats are in. Now it's time to grab a Coupe Works beer and raise a glass to our play of the game. All right, it is the Coupe Aleworks uh, play of the game. Eddie and I tonight... A lot of people, man, you guys out there, you've been uh, tweeting at us your enjoyment of Coop on game days and your, your tailgating. Uh, we've been retweeting those through the Scoop account, so feel free to uh, tag us, tag, tag Coop Works, Go uh, follow them on Twitter as well. Uh, but uh, I had a couple people that tweeted at us the Saturday Siren. Uh, it's their uh, Dry Hop Pilsner uh, inspired by weekly siren test, which we all know well here in Oklahoma. Uh, Saturday Siren is a crisp and refreshing uh, Pilsner built for sunny days. And I can tell you, after uh, partaking in it tonight, that it absolutely is. It's very good. I don't know how it will taste with this pizza, because the pizza's just sitting there doing nothing. Bob, since you tried to ruin the segment, you should probably have to go get us plates. I'm just saying. Uh, So, the play of the game... Well, there's, there's only one to choose from, isn't there? Kenneth Mann interception. We already crapped all over him for doing nothing. Uh, exactly. That's why I kind of. Do you want to give it to Dylan then? Because I mean, uh, no. I, I mean, if you want to give it to anybody, give it to the Army quarterback who threw the ball into Famato's whatever you say, uh, threw it into his face mask. I mean, that was a yeah. terrible decision, but it. We had pressure. I think Mark Jackson was yes. pressure. Listen, him. I. Jackson's coming if you would have if you would have asked me even if you would have asked me before the play happened if I thought OU was going to win the game I would have said no but that was I think that, we all I mean we all felt it like okay this team like we hadn't seen their field goal kicker all, all day so who knows if they really had anybody that could come in and make it yeah but everyone had that feeling like even if they don't score a touchdown they're going to be so close they're going to be able to bring a you know some soccer kid in shoot it with a cannon. <laughs> Just bring a bring a tank out and shoot a cannon. Did you see all those cannons around the stadium? Those were awesome. I could like have stayed and looked at those all day. You feel like what? I felt like it was Afghanistan walking up. Except for it was America. I've never been there though, so I can't say. It was that. American might. The tank, I saw that. The the missiles. That was the cool. I I felt like it was life size GI Joe. Oh, people don't want to hear this part, but from a just a atmosphere from the game to the pregame to the postgame it was awesome I, I thought it was very cool it was definitely worth the 
70 bucks or whatever you paid to not be a poor. Okay, so the play of the game was the parachuters coming in. Ooh. You don't get much more American than parachuting into that the was stadium awesome. with a with I was a game so ball. pissed off because they screwed up the media entrance. So I had to wait. I had to actually watch the parachuters on TV. I got good scoop HD. I'll throw it up on the board later. It was really cool. The the first and the last dudes both both hit the fifty yard line. I noticed. Yeah. Yes. And then the other ones were Some a little bit off. Kind of hard. It kind of looked like they off. had to. Well, it kind of looked like they had to uh, maybe jump lower because of the cloud cover. I bet that's right. Yeah. It looked like the because I've seen that they've had that before at OU games and yeah. maybe and even on like, the road and they usually, like fly in at a severe angle. Usually and they like, are like way up there. Yeah. It takes yes. like three or four minutes for them to come down. Yes. This one was more. Yeah, I think Lower. they were. As I was walking, in, I could tell they were doing test flights. I think maybe a C one thirty or something like that is what they jumped out of. I'm not sure, but uh, it looked like they were doing test flights to see how you know how close they could get before they jump. So, but yeah, that was. I'm telling you, also, and I've seen it before, but I don't know why. But the 85 yard, yard flag is amazing. Yeah, the thing was huge. It's so awesome. And the fact that they had all uh, service personnel around it was really cool. It was very cool. I was Team America today. That's the first time they brought that out since, I think, the Buckeyes, maybe. By the way, I I think they're so sappy and stupid, but the fact that the sergeant was a woman that met her family. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And that they were just bawling on the... uh, I barely held it in. I'm pretty sure Oakland State does that in every game, and it never gets old. Even talking about it, I'm getting emotional. It's very cool stuff. But that still doesn't make up for the (laughs) bullshit that (laughs) that is out there today. That's still not the play of the game. (laughs) And I I, I don't... I mean... By the way... uh, Play of the game is Kenneth Mann. So the play of the game, Coop Works play of the game. Uh, By the way, I want to mention to you guys, Coop Works... Uh, they have been uh, in Oklahoma City uh, brewing their beers uh, for nine years. They're a nine-year-old craft brewery. They've got seven-year-round uh, seven re- beers and four seasonals. Uh, as I said, we're having the Saturday Siren Pilsner today. Make sure to stock up your tailgate with some of the Coop's F5 IPA or Horny Toad Blonde before the game this weekend. Went to another liquor store, Norman, the cellar. They've got the 12-packs over there, too, both the Horny Toad and the F5 IPA. So... Uh, make sure you go stock up Coop Ale Works. And I'll say this, like everybody that, that tweets us or tries it for the first time, it's eye-opening. Like how good the beer is, how fresh it is. Uh, it is definitely worth going out and getting yourself a six-pack. Horny Toad Blonde, if you want to just have a starter, start right there. Native Amber, start right there. Even the Oktoberfest, you can start right there. It's out now. Then you can graduate to the F5 IPA, the spare rib, the DNR, all that good stuff. So, anyway, the Kenneth Mann interception was the play of the game, yet it also led to the almost the heartbreak of the game because they got down close to the goal line. Kyler Murray took the snap, ran to the middle of the field, downed it, to make for the easiest possible 32-yard field goal possible for Austin Seibert. And he yanks that baby. I don't know what. That's bad. I don't know what Pat it, McAfee's going to say. It almost that. missed the screen. It was not for the brand, I can tell you it, that. It was not I for mean, the I mean, I was standing right underneath the goalpost, and it wasn't even it, it wasn't even remotely close. It almost cleared the screen. It was that God. far left. Well, and 
you you thought, oh God, this is it. Like they're never going to recover from this in overtime. And here was Kyler Murray talking about what life was like basically after that miss. We we could have hung our heads, and you know that that would have affected us. And uh, you know at, the, at that moment, you can't you can't do that. Um, you know we we stayed in it, uh, we stayed locked in. Uh, you know Coach Riley called us all up, and you know we just we like I said we've worked that uh, we've worked that situation many times, and you know I, I think it showed. Uh, so you know getting the win, really proud of the guys. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good win. I think the thing that pisses off fans the most is that you don't see these coaches, you don't see these players, and I've been scrolling the boards a little bit even with uh, after putting up the Lincoln-Riley stuff. There's this there's this idea that instead of being happy that they won, they fans want these coaches or these players to come in and just not necessarily badmouth each other, but they want Lincoln-Riley to come up to the podium and say, yeah, our defense was f- terrible tonight. Uh, we got to get We got to get a defense coordinator in here that can figure out how to stop these offenses when in reality, that's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And they want these players to come in and be pissed off just as much as they are at their tailgate or at their postgame party or wherever they are. You know what I think it is? I think people want to see... They're spoiled? No, people want to see college football coaches act like Little League coaches. I think people watch too much Friday Night Tykes. Yet Nick uh, Nick Saban say something weird, and, th- and that's the thing is you right? have you have people like Nick Saban, which will you know he's unhappy with a fifty point win. Yeah, he's the exact same way over you know a, a and Alabama doesn't really have three point wins very much, but <laughs> they they didn't cover today. Yeah, congratulations A and M. You only lost by twenty two. Really great performance, but they 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 want these guys to. Not necessarily be human for a second, but they just want them. They want to see these coaches or these players as pissed off and upset as they are. When in reality, I you know I I think that they're obviously they're not happy with how they played. They know that yeah. all eleven starters on defense know that they absolutely got the ball ran down their throat tonight, but they're happy they won. They're it's better than the alternative of what we saw in Stillwater today. You know, here's. Here's the thing, Eddie, and people don't realize this. Like, that stuff happens. It just happens behind the scenes. And that's a tone that Bob set from the beginning. Right. uh, That still exists because you know why? I'd love for JD to be here and to ask him about what it's like in a locker room. Like, you have to put on a, not necessarily a front, but. We need to tell this. I mean, we need JD to tell the story about what happened when Larry Burdine said that he wasn't impressed with USC before they played in the the, uh, Orange Bowl. Was it a uh, a not a pretty sight? The story that I heard was that Bob comes in the locker room just all hellfire and brimstone after hearing, after reading, I guess the next day, what Larry Burdine had said and just got into his face and he said, why are you even saying this? You're not even a starter. Like, you don't even, you're not even good enough to start. And you're talking about another team like this. Like, and it, it scared the shit out of everyone. I just... Like, I think that stuff still happens. And it, with Mike Stoops, it still happens. But it's not a good look for that to happen in front of a microphone. Yeah. Well, and, it, you know... Mike's, and it's not a good look for recruiting. Recruits don't need right. to know what real life is like until they... Lincoln Airing doesn't want dirty recruits laundry. knowing... 
what real life is. They don't want mom and dad knowing that when their son gets there, they might be berated, you know, but among it, their teammates. In a way, though, I I think it's almost a worse look to come into the post game press conference after your defense gave up. 379 yards and 339 of that on the ground with a visor upside down and backwards. Yeah, that's not, and it wasn't that good. Like, a you're strange not, you're look. not, you're not helping yourself by good. any means to a fan base that already wants your balls. Yeah, that wasn't good. My God, this podcast is going to be up on Thursday. <laughs> you kind of knew it, right? It's not a drunken pod, but it was sort it's of like, there. you know, we got to do this after that. I mean, I, I walked out of the stadium feeling like they lost tonight. And I think that that's, just, that's the exact same way that the 85,000 or whatever that were there felt. I don't know. I just, I just. Which is funny because you can contrast that. That is one of the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. Yeah. And everybody Ken, stayed. And I mean the students stayed. Kenneth Mann talked about that's the loudest he's ever heard it in that's his a, that's four the most surprising years. part is that the, <laughs> the students stayed. So but you're right. It felt like a loss, but when the the crowd in the last possessions of the fourth quarter in overtime, that was as loud as I've heard it in a long time. Um I think there's something that we need to get to that is just crying for <laughs> down, down that's crying down. for our uh, analysis after this game. Whose stock is up and whose stock is down? It's time for the AMC Mortgage Stock Report. If you're on the move, check in with AMC Mortgage for all your home loan needs. All right, yep, that's right. It is time for uh, the most popular segment on the post-game show, the Eskridge Lexus post-game show, and that is the AMC Stock Report. Uh, want to remind you guys, uh, the uh, AMC Mortgage Stock Report brought to you by Kyle McCord, uh, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, he has uh, been in the mortgage business, he and his family, uh, for over 16 years. And uh, call Kyle McCord with the AMC Mortgage, 405-623-3802. Uh, he and his team have been originating loans in Oklahoma together for over 16 years. Uh, in addition to standard conventional FHA, VA, and Jumbo financing, they also specialize in first-time home buyers and loans requiring down payment assistance. So, Kyle's a lifelong fan, season ticket holder, an alumnus of OU, uh, and uh, Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage NMLS number one two five six one six six, an equal housing opportunity lender. And uh, give him a call, 405-623-3802. You couldn't be in better hands uh, if you're looking for a mortgage. So it is time for our stock report. I think it's going to be hard, maybe the hardest week ever to find stock ups. Oh, Carson Meyer. Except for Carson Meyer. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, stock has to be up for, for Curtis Bolton. After all the shit we've given him for the missed tackles against Iowa State... And again, I don't, I'll look again, but I don't have a pro football focus report out yet with uh, missed tackles. But 23 tackles tonight for Curtis Bolton, I didn't really see anything glaring. I think stock's up for Curtis Bolton. Stock's up if he can survive it. He's been so injury prone. You wonder what a game like this is going to mean for him going down the road here. The entire defense. Oh, just, <laughs> just done. Stock down on all of them. 
And it's a little unfair because they're not going to see that offense again, but that performance tonight was absolutely atrocious. To to give up that many yards, that many consecutive drives and plays against an Army defense that at times has not been good this year. Like, they have not been good. Duke shut them out. Duke's a basketball program. I just... I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know how we can sit here and say that anybody on the defense has stock up when they got the ball ran down their throats tonight. All right. I mean, am I <laughs> am I am I crazy? No, I mean I talk about stock down. I think Ryan Jones was the number one guy that came. Yeah, to mind. I agree with that. He just did not set the edge. He got sucked in way too is many. Is that times. what is that what Lincoln's talking about when he's talking about? You know they're young, they have they have problems. Yes, I, they are that, what they are. They are what they are. They're young and they're gonna make mistakes. And I know it's weird. So it's like, then, if you're gonna take that like, word for it, then we shouldn't expect this team to compete for a Big Twelve championship. And forget about a playoff if they're gonna play that kind of defense. <laughs> or, I, I, I I I don't know how we can sit here and say that they played well defensively or that we can cut them a break when. They literally got the ball ran down their throat for four hours tonight, or three hours, whatever it was. It was just weird the way he said, this is where I thought we would be after four games. That was a weird quote I mean, by Lincoln. Army lived in third and one and fourth and one all night. Yeah. And I think Jason Kersey told me up in the The problem the, uh, was, even box, when they didn't live in third and one, when they were third and eight... They still found ways to convert it. And Lincoln said that. Like, that was the most disappointing that, thing. The third and 12 on the east side of the stadium where the quarterback just threw the ball in the air. And yes. It seemed like Mark Jackson and Khalil Hofton just watched the ball. They were there. They weren't going to make a play on it. I just... Okay. I don't know. I mean, sure, they're gonna. there's going to be better games out there. They won the game. Uh, they survived, basically. But... They did enough to win. They did enough to win. But at the same time, I mean... You can't walk out of there and feel good about what they put out there. I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kick Baylor's ass next weekend. I think oh, that's pretty good today. It's gonna happen. They played Kansas. They they're gonna kick Baylor's ass, but October sixth. You also said that uh, you laughed at the Iowa State people last year. I did. I did. Well, if this defense is so bad, I don't think anybody is a a a, a pushover. Baylor is. I'm going to take a second look when I get home, but Army was 13-21 on third and 4-5 on fourth. I'm going to see which were third and three and shorter and which were beyond that and just see how much they really did live on third and short and being able to dictate what they want to do. I can tell you right game. now, it was 85% of the drives or 80, from the three drives that they scored on. Yeah. I just... I it. I don't know. It, it it bugs me in a way that there is no win. And we knew that going into the season. There was going to be no win for Mike Stoops. But I don't know. I just, it was very disappointing to see them just get the ball ran down the throat tonight. I, I felt like they, at times, were getting beat up by a lesser opponent. Is that, I mean, at the end of the day, is it okay to say that? Absolutely. I think the thing that surprised me tonight more than anything, not surprised me, the thing I expected, is in the run game, I don't know that you can really just shit on the defensive line. You know, they, they weren't embarrassed. Mm -hmm. uh, there were no fullback, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a, a, a real problem with the fullback dive stuff or the belly stuff. 
was there though? I mean, they were averaging three yards a carry for the fullback. The fullback. Well, I mean, that's kind of what he does. He runs for three yards on first down. You got to find other ways to slow him down. I mean, twenty-one and for seventy-one. I think that's where the fans are pissed off because they feel like at Oklahoma, a fullback at Army shouldn't be getting three yards a carry. Well, he did. How many people run a fullback twenty-one times in a game? There's a reason they do that. It's because he sets. The then why doesn't Army win the national championship every year if this defense or if this offense is so easy to stop? It's not that it's easy to stop. It's just that it makes everything a pain in the ass. Look at their games. They don't get blown out. This is just what Army does. This is how they win. They have to do they're a service what? academy. They got blown out versus Duke. What was it 28 7? 34 14. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's not they, they they weren't in it. They were not in that because game. Because they turned it over early and, and Duke played really well. So that's what Oh, so Sooners have to find Duke is actually a decent makers. team. They beat Northwestern, right? They beat Baylor. Northwestern got beat by Akron Fordham last week or something Akron. for the first no, time since eighteen ninety four. I remember who it was. It was Akron. Well, that yeah, and that's that. embarrassing. Akron played Iowa State tough today. Well, then Akron are they going to the college football <laughs> playoff? Duke did beat Baylor, so we'll see if that yeah. means anything. I mean, beating Baylor's—they're playing pretty well. Charlie Brewer's a good quarterback. Baylor's not going to make a bowl game. That's your Joey. That's your JoJo bias. Baylor's a bad football team. They're three and one. Are they not? Baylor's a bad. They're football three team. and one. Do we have another stock up? Is there anyone? Yeah. That you feel Trey Sermon. All right. I think stock is up. He finally led the team in rushing today. He looked good in the second half until getting stopped at the goal line. That's why I was I'm still, a little hesitant. I'm still baffled that he's the only guy running the ball. Like, this is what they're doing now? They're it's, just going with one running it's back? It's clear something was up with Mar- Marcellia Sutton. He wasn't there returning kicks. They had T.J. Pledger in well, whenever they down, did. He was sitting on the bench while the other running backs were over huddled, talking right. about things. I think that I think they made a conscious possible. decision to hold him out Yeah, tonight. it's possible yeah. they told him on Thursday, hey, you can't go. Yeah. Which, offensively, like, I'm not... I'm not upset about how they played offensively. When you have 40 plays and you're literally not on the field at all at points and yeah. quarters, it's like it's hard to do. I mean, if you really want to nitpick the third and fourth down at the goal line, that's rough. I mean, you should be able to pick up a yard against uh, Army. See, Eddie, getting, you're getting, getting Eddie, you're getting upset about things, but I'm just like, here's my thought process: OU's undefeated; they're fifth in the country, maybe. I'm not sure they're that good. After yeah. Iowa State, after today, yeah, I'm just I, that's not completely sure fair. That that's completely that fair. It's completely fair, and I, not, I think that's a truth that a lot of people don't want to admit. Here's the thing: like, we're gonna find out a lot in two weeks because Texas is starting to get good. They're starting to play better. They'll, They're starting to play better, and they'll it, be four, and four and one. I think they that's can the, easily beat Oklahoma with what I've seen so far. Oh, are you kidding me? They ran out the clock today against TCU. They'll run the ball straight down Oklahoma's throat if they don't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that I think that they played not so well, but they, you know, they kicked the shit out of Florida Atlantic. They they beat up on UCLA or they whatever. They got the breaks with those freshman quarterbacks. They got breaks with the freshman quarterbacks and 
at the same time, I think that people had this idea that they were just going to reload in a way and that Baker Mayfield wasn't going to be missed, that Obo Okoronkwo wasn't going to be missed. Well, offensively is not the problem like we've been talking about. I mean, Obo, I think the defense overall is stronger. I'm just not sure that it's better. Or is that, that is that I think youth? it's more it's more Is it youth? No, here's the thing. The defense is more stable than it was a year ago. I'm just not sure it's a great defense. Like they're 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 more solid, they're more uh dependable. They're not busting coverages as much. But it's like if if everybody's in the right place at the right time still, and they can't make the tackle, much. Yeah. what does it really mean? Yeah. Right. Well, Whose fault is that? You're being a message board poster right now. But whose fault is it? That's nobody's fault. I don't look at it that way. It's just the way that it is. I I don't place blame. It's just like right. that's just what it is, Eddie. They're just I don't know. I guess I'm like Buddha now or something. I'm not looking like I don't understand that. Like whose fault is that? It's just the way it is. What can change it? So basically, better players. I mean, basically, what you're saying is, oh, you should take their expectations. Do I think, like, do I think that there's some magical coach out there that can make this defense better than it is? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that because we saw the shit that happened with Venables and getting run out of town, and then all of a sudden he can coach again when he gets to Clemson. Yeah, he's got really good players at Clemson. It helps. Now, look, if you want to make the argument that Mike is not a good recruiter and that's why he needs to go, I can get on board with that. But at the same time, people need to get it through their head. They're not going to fire the guy during the middle of the season. Yeah. Or four games into the season. They're not. I mean, this this idea that everything that happens throughout the Oklahoma's football season, and especially on the defensive side of the ball, is Mike Stoops' fault, which I'm kind of falling into. It, you got to get over it. It's not going to happen. Well, they've got to get better. I mean, they they have to be better than what they are now. Now... Is there hope that if with a healthy Gallimore and a healthy Fa Matu and, you know, I don't know how much better Bledsoe's going to get him. He does yeah. nice things. I thought he played pretty well Mark in the first Jackson, half. Mark Jackson, to me, is the best example of a guy who's just gotten better. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's not a superstar, but you can count on him as much as anybody on that defense. When he gets his hands on somebody. They're coming down. They're coming down. Yeah. Like, that is... He's dependable. I don't know how many dependable people you have. Like, I think Kenneth Murray, he's not always dependable. Curtis Bolton's not always dependable. Khalil Houghton, no. Doesn't fit that category. Buki, no. Like, Parnell Motley, no. Yeah, I th- outside of Mann and Jackson, I'm I'm not sure who else you'd put in that category. I mean, I still think when Ronnie Perkins comes in the game, I perk up and I'm like, oh, this guy makes plays. Yeah. It, and he does stuff. Has Buki been disappointing? I mean, is it, is it okay a to tackler. say that? He's been a disappointing tackler. And there haven't been any turnovers. Parnell Motley's still the only guy getting turnovers. And that, everybody and wants to get rid of him. That's the crutch. I think if you want to take anything, if you really want to get down to the bottom of it, sure, they got the ball ran down the throat, whatever. you got to be able to force turnovers at yeah. some point. Yeah. And I, I guess you have to have a little bit of help when a team is running the ball like that. But at the same time, when was the last time you saw a 
defensive back just ripped the ball out of somebody's hands. And I'm not saying it happens all over the country well, every Saturday. Barno tried to do it today because he ran like 80 yards. Yeah, after no the guy gets held up. Yeah. After the guy gets held up for five seconds, but that was bad. It just, I it's just like stop it. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to find answers for for everybody out there, but it's not, it's not as easy as it as it seems. It, they're they're just. Maybe maybe you're right, Carrie. Maybe they're just not a very good foot. Not I'm, I don't want to say very good football team, but right maybe now they're, they're not, not a great. They're football not an elite. Team. They're not a. They're, they're not, not a college football team. playoff team. They're right not now. in Alabama, they're and not, I don't think Ohio State is either. By no, the way, I, I think Penn State's going to kick the shit out of them next week. Oh, that'll be a good game. Should be a really good game. Has OU forced a fumble in four games? Shit, they the, they haven't recovered one. The better question might be when was the last time they forced a fumble in a game? No, and. Yeah, in the mean, last, well, the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, yeah, yeah, with Parker's touchdown, right? But Uh-oh, we have Pro Football Focus stats. Uh oh. But I, I'm blanking. I know they haven't recovered one yet this this season. Do you want to guess missed tackles tonight? I'd say less than ten. I was gonna say seven. Eddie nailed it. Seven. Yep. Highest uh, Highest defensive grade tonight. Kenneth Murray. Although it was just 74.4. And it's just they didn't drive people. They just went along for the ride. Parnell Motley, 70 and a half second. Kenneth Mann, third. Mark Jackson, four. Curtis Bolton, five. So no weird... Who was it that was in there last week? Khalil. He was in the top, like, three or four. People did not like that. Khalil Houghton this week is 12th. 12th. Buki is... 13th. He got to learn how to tackle. Listen. His we, tackling... Okay, tackling tonight, Trey Norwood led the way with the worst tackling, 21.7. We knew Amani they... Bledsoe behind him at 29.5. That's a little... Most snaps tonight, let's see. I mean, this is ridiculous. Kenneth Murray, 86 snaps. Motley, 87. Kenneth Murray played 86 of the... Oh, and the one that he had to come out he for. He had to come out. Yeah. I, now, I thought once... Mark Army Jackson played out. all 87 snaps. Curtis Bolden, all 87 snaps. Trey Norwood, all 87 snaps. Ryan Jones played every snap tonight. Justin Broyles played zero, Bookie, probably. Khalil Houghton. Uh, Broyles isn't even on here. He didn't play he didn't because play Ryan play. Jones played every single snap. I mean, you're not going to throw a nickel out there very much either against a team that's running the ball down your throat. But maybe just someone to try to set the edge better. You could just see Jones was struggling so much. Actually, but. there is some good news for Buki tonight. He led the team in PFF tackling grades, 81.3. Which, you know, now that I think about it, he did throw his body around. What is a good, what what is a good grade? Like, do you oh, want to get a guy in the 90s? In the 90s that's in that's the a 90s, really good game. That's like, that's like all American. Okay. Yeah. 80s is good. Uh, 70s is like. Like, you see here how it's, like, uh, dark green, and then it gets into light green, and then goes into yellow, and then red is red alert. Like, that's terrible. Like, Bledsoe and Trey Norwood are both red. Well, that's what I'm talking about. All those guys that played 87 snaps, how are they not going to feel it tomorrow and heading into the first part of next week? Yeah, 87 Well, I mean, they're going to, but what they signed up for. They're here to play college football. That's what Lincoln said. No one's going to feel sorry for him. Kenneth Murray was actually second in rush defense uh, PFF grade. If you don't like it, get off the field more. And that, I mean, that's just the brutal truth. I I don't know. I just... 
If it feels like they lost, but they won. So I, I guess there's not just a, incredibly too much to be just pissed off about. But at the same time, it was it wasn't good. I mean, I, I you know everybody's on the board saying that we're going to sit here and stick up for Mike Stoops and everything, but I just it wasn't good. I mean, you didn't have to pay fifty bucks or whatever the pay per view was to know that it's forty in Cox, which I was not bad. surprised. It varied from. Bad. Cable system, yeah, direct TV, sling, all that other. But if you're curious, Kyler Murray, the highest offensive grade, ninety point nine. Cody Ford, second, ninety point three, both in the nineties. It's gonna have to get better, boys. Gonna have to get better. All right, uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this post game pod. Uh, I have a lot of f bombs to get out of here. I'm sorry. You were bad tonight. I'm not real happy with you. He had to do a three-hour show at noon. Man's on fumes right now. Quit your job. That that job sucks. I'm sorry. Three hours show for that crap tonight. People curse. It's 2018. Games are on pay-per-view, and it's 2018, which was a hard fact for a lot of people oh, to God. believe. I'm tonight. glad it's over. I'm glad the whole they week is it over. over. It was a weird week. The pay-per-view it's is over. Week. The game is it's been over. A weird week. Let's move on and play some real ridiculous offenses. Get ready. <laughs> Four-hour <laughs> games. Then we can know where this team is. Let's have some four-hour games. I mean, we knew that we weren't going to learn a whole lot, but at the same time, I think we did learn a little bit about this team. I didn't learn jack shit tonight. I wanted to see the secondary get better. I didn't get to see any of that. Yeah. I learned that Kenneth Murray and Curtis Bolton can tackle guys if they're funneled right to him. I learned that Ryan Jones is young and makes a lot of mistakes. I learned that Mark Jackson is solid. I learned the defensive line is kind of what they've been, which is good but so, not so. great. Yeah. So so that's not going to be a difference in winning a national title. And I think that's what people want to know. I actually thought Kyler impressed me the most with his calm demeanor in the fourth yeah, quarter. But nobody gives a shit about the offense, Bob. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just. <laughs> they don't. I mean, I don't think any OU fan. But now it's like it just gets ignored. It's like now, who now, cares? Now you the should know. Is great. It's Lincoln's. It's you Lincoln's you should feel confident if Kyler needs to win a game in the fourth quarter, he can do it. Yeah, but didn't we see that last week? I mean, I'm not worried about. No, Larry. because I, I mean, anybody they were they were never in a dangerous spot. It's like a Rose Bowl syndrome. It's like you know. I, I don't know if it's a Rose Bowl syndrome. I think it's just a syndrome that has been here for the last four or five years, like. I, I don't trust Oklahoma to get a stop defensively if the game no, counts. No, but I'm saying that whole, you know, the hatred of the defense comes from the Rose Bowl. I mean, yeah. I was getting tweets tonight. This is why they lost number eight. Yeah. It's stop like, it. Get Mike over Stoops it. Mike Stoops is the reason that get we didn't over win it. last year. Get over it. It's a new season. Now. But we all, all agree Army would have went for two and one, right? Uh, Jeff Monken said after the game that they would have. And they would have converted. Yeah, I think so. I absolutely think so. It just, I don't know. It, it's hard to think. It's hard to say that after OU's defense came up with two plays at the end, though, when they mattered most. In a way, yeah, but it's hard to erase the other 84 plays that they played tonight out of the 87. Sure. I just, I don't know. Everybody, you can go to bed. I'm we can, we edit can, this. We can sit here and... Eddie, you've done enough. 
I'm sorry. You've done enough for the human race in one day. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, though. Tiger has a three-shot lead. If he what loses he tomorrow, one o'clock. If he loses, so you can go home and drink some beer, and then if he loses pass tomorrow, out. I'll probably jump off the Devon Tower. And the Cubs are that much closer. Oh, uh, if the Cubs magic number six, if they the, don't win the division, I'll probably. I might not make it to you, Texas boys. No, I'll be there. You've got a lot. He's got a lot of golf life left to live. After this year, you'll be fine. That's true. That's true. All right, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. It's the uh, Eskridge for being with us here on the Eskridge Lexus uh, post game podcast. Uh, don't re- don't forget EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, Ed and the boys will take care of you, just like they're taking care of us. The official travel partner of SoonerScoop.com podcast. So thanks a lot. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, back later on this week with the unofficial forty. Uh, but don't forget review, like, subscribe, all that stuff to the uh, Eskridge Lexus. Uh, uh, not unofficial. The post game podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, we are trying to get on Spotify because a lot of people ask that, so uh, know that that's going hey, on. Hey, Spotify, too. put the biggest podcast in the state up. Come on. All right. Uh, I'm sure they'll listen to that, and it'll make an immediate impact. So thanks thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys uh, next week after Baylor right back here on the Eskridge Lexus Postgame Podcast.